Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wa salatu salama, rasulillah. O people, in the sunnah, there is guidance for those seeking guidance, and knowledge for those seeking knowledge. Knowledge of the Qur'an and hadith is the most honored knowledge and the most beneficial to people. As far as its honor, it is attached to knowing Allah the Most High and knowing His expectations from His creation. As for its benefit to people, knowledge of it contains good for their religious and worldly affairs and success in the afterlife. For the believer does not know his religion except through knowledge of the Qur'an and Sunnah. So studying it is incumbent upon every Muslim. And there is a great, honorable, and lengthy hadith that narrates the story of one of the early Muslims, Amr bin Abasa as-Sulami, radiyallahu anhu. He went to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam in Mecca, and he believed in him, and he was keen to stay with him. But the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam feared for him from the persecution of the polytheists and commanded him to return to his country until the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam prevailed. So when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam prevailed, he immigrated to him. And Amr had a superior intellect and asked astute questions as was evident from his dialogue with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Abi Umama radiyallahu anhu said, Amr bin Abasa as-Sulami radiyallahu anhu said, In the pre-Islamic period of ignorance, I used to think that people who used to worship idols were misguided and they had no basis. Then I heard of a man in Mecca who was preaching a message. So I mounted my camel and went to him. I found that this man was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and that he had remained hidden hidden because of the persecution by his people. I had entered Mecca stealthily and when I met him I asked him, Who are you? He sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, I am a prophet. I asked, What is a prophet? He said, Allah has sent me with a message. I asked, With what has he sent you? He said, He sent me to strengthen the ties of kinship, to destroy the idols, and that Allah alone should be worshipped, and nothing should be associated with him. I asked, Who has followed you in this? He said, A free man and a slave. At that time, only Abu Bakr and Bilal radiallahu anhum were with him. I said, I shall follow you. He said, You will not be able to do so now. Do you not see my situation and that of my people? Go to your people, and when you hear that my cause has prevailed, come to me. So I went back to my people, and while I was with my people, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam immigrated to Al-Madinah. I continued to ask people about him till some of my people visited Al-Madinah. On their return, I asked them, 
How is that man who has arrived in Al Medina doing? They said, People are hastening to him. His own people had planned to kill him, but did not succeed. Then I went to Al Medina and came to him and said, O Messenger of Allah, do you recognize me? He وسلم, said, Yes, you are the one who met me in Mecca. I said, O Messenger of Allah, tell me that of which Allah has taught you, and of which I am unaware. Tell me about the Salah, prayer, first. He وسلم, replied, Perform the Fajr, Salah, then hold on, Salah, until the sun has risen up to the height of a lance. For when it rises, it rises between the horns of the devil, and the disbelievers prostrate themselves before it at that time. Then perform Salah, prayer, for Salah is witnessed and the angels attend it, until the shadows reach the minimum length. Then hold on, Salah, for at that time Jahannam, hell, is heated up. Then pray when the shadow becomes longer, for the prayer is witnessed and the angels attend it, until you perform Asr prayer. Then hold on to Salah prayer till sun sets, for it sets between the horns of the devil. At that time, the disbelievers prostrate themselves before it. I then asked the Messenger of Allah to tell me about wudu. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when a person begins the wudu and watches, washes his mouth and nose, the sins committed by his face, mouth, and nostrils are washed out. Then when he washes his face as commanded by Allah, the sins of his face are washed out with the water from the sides of his beard. Then when he washes his hands up to his elbows, the sins of his hands are washed out through his fingers with the water. Then he passes his wet hands over his head, and the sins of the head are washed out through the ends of his hair with the water. Then he washes his feet up to his ankles. The sins of his feet are washed out through his toes with water. Then he, stand, then he stands up for prayer and praises Allah, glorifies Him, proclaims His greatness as He deserves and devotes His heart fully to Allah. He emerges free of sin as the day he was born. When Amr bin Abbasa narrated this hadith to Abu Umama, a companion of the Prophet, the latter said to him, Watch what you are saying, O Am. A man will be getting all of this at one time? Amr radiallahu anhu replied, O Abu Umama, I have attained an old age. My bones have become dry. My death is approaching, and I have no need to tell lies concerning Allah and His Messenger. Had I not heard this from the Messenger of Allah, one, two, three, and he counted up until seven times. I would have never reported it. Indeed, I have heard it more times than that. In this great hadith, uh, we learn of the pure innate nature of Amr bin Abbas al-Sulami, radiallahu anhu. It was not polluted by the filth of ignorance. For this reason, he, radiallahu anhu, said, 
in the pre-Islamic period of ignorance. I used to think that people who used to worship idols were misguided and had no basis. A person who has retained a balanced inner nature rejects things that oppose it, including false beliefs such as polytheism and being attached to creation instead of Allah the Most High. And he rejects the invented rituals that are performed by misguided groups. And it causes him to reject the immoral behavior such as decadence, nudity, degeneracy, even if many do such things. Therefore, it is incumbent upon the fathers, mothers, and educators to preserve children's balanced inner natures and to flourish it with the Iman, faith, and the Qur'an. From this hadith, we learn about the importance of upholding the ties of kinship. It has been linked with Tawheed and it came at the beginning of Islam. And Amro radiallahu anhu asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, with what has he sent you? He said, he sent me to strengthen the ties of kinship, to destroy idols, and that Allah alone should be worshipped and nothing should be associated with him. From this hadith, we learn that the Prophet ﷺ in the Meccan period, and it is the longer of the two periods, was harmed in the way of Allah the Most High. He ﷺ, along with his companions, were harmed severely, and the Prophet ﷺ feared for Amro anhu, from the harm of the polytheists to the extent that he sallallahu alayhi wasallam did not inform those did not inform him of those who had come to Islam alongside him then he sallallahu alayhi wasallam commanded him to go back to his people until Islam prevailed therefore the people on the truth will receive harm from the people of falsehood through both action and words this is what the prophet encountered this is what the prophets encountered and what their followers encountered throughout history. From Surah Al-Ankabut, أَحَسِبَ النَّاسُ أَنْ يُتْرَكُوا أَنْ يَقُولُوا آمَنَّ وَهُمْ لَا يُفْتَنُونَ وَلَقَدْ فَتَنَّ الَّذِينَ مَنْ قَبْلِهِمْ فَلَا يَعْلَمَنَّ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ صَدَقُوا وَلَا يَعْلَمَنَّ الْكَاذِبِينَ Do the people think that they will be left to say, we believe, and they will not be tried? But we have certainly tried those before them, and Allah will surely make evident those who are truthful, and He will surely make evident the liars. O Muslims, this hadith shows that Amr bin Abasa as-Sulami radiallahu anhu shows his keenness to immigrate to the Prophet ﷺ, he kept following his news until it reached him that Islam had prevailed, and then he immigrated to Medina, and he requested from the Prophet ﷺ to teach him the affairs of his religion. So he ﷺ taught him the prayer and the wudu, and he prohibited him from praying in the forbidden times. And he, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, explained to him the virtue of thoroughly performing wudu 
and how it expiates sins. From this hadith, we learn of the virtue of salah and focus and humility during it. And whoever does that will be forgiven of all his sins. And this is the apparent meaning of the Prophet Wasallam's words. Then, if he stands up for prayer and praises Allah and glorifies Him, proclaims His greatness as He deserves, and devotes his heart wholly to Allah, he emerges free of sin as the day he was born. From this great hadith, we learn of the companion's strong confirmation of the hadith of the Messenger of Allah to the extent that it mutes those who have doubts about the prophetic sunnah. And this is from two sides, from the side of Abu Umama and the side of Amr bin Abasa. As far as Abu Umama, he said to Amro, after narrating the virtue of wudu and salah, O Amro, watch what you are saying. A man will be getting all of this at one time? Through saying this, he wanted to validate and confirm. Amro, radiallahu anhu, replied to him, If I had not heard this from the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, one, two, three, and he counted up until seven times, I would have never reported it. Indeed, I have heard it more times than that. And this indicates that the companions, radiallahu anhum, listened to the hadith from the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, several times. Then they narrated it. And this is how those who came after the companions learned the knowledge from them as well as those who came after them. So the people of Iman should be assured that the Prophet's Sunnah is a pre preserved revelation like the Qur'an, and that there is no basis for doubting or the doubters of the Prophet's Sunnah who want to take the people away from their religion through this doubting. And Allah the Most High says in Surah Al-Hijr verse 9, إِنَّ نَحْنُ وَإِنَّ لَهُ Indeed, it is we who sent down the Qur'an and indeed, we will be its guardian. And the Prophet ﷺ said, I have been given the Qur'an and something like it. From Sunnah Abu Dawood 4604, we ask Allah for true guidance and to make us steadfast on it until death. Hada wa salatu salam ala Rasulillah.